Hi, everyone. So we have again the Russell Brand scandal. Everyone is talking about it. And it's a complicated uh, legal scandal now because it's not only uh, becoming uh, a scoop, but only the legal charges that are being taken into account. So thank God we have someone like James who will clarify us in how to think about this issue. So James, could you first talk about uh, a bit more on your experience on how these legal steps are being taken uh, or how would you start thinking about this issue from a legal perspective? Well, first, buenos tardes, mi hermano. Uh, uh, it has been far too long. Our conversation Indeed. is always wonderful and it's great to be back with you, my, my friend. Indeed. Uh, uh, you know, uh, at this stage in any news report of a criminal case, my automatic instinct is to say what I'm going to say in very loud terms that I think I want to put in big neon letters. I don't know. I don't think it's reasonable on the state of the evidence for anyone to claim knowledge. Now, there are people attacking Russell Brand as if he is a convicted rapist already. There are people on the right, curiously enough, who are now aggressively defending him as a victim necessarily of a, of a media conspiracy uh, hit job. And uh, while very strong opinions are being expressed at this opinion, I think epistemologically, it is unwarranted for anyone to have a final opinion on any of this because we are not at that stage. And, it, it, you know, it frequently when uh, criminal cases become, come in the news, they'll come packaged with some political angle. And that inherently makes me suspicious. And that doesn't mean it's going to be true or false. I think we have to wait for the evidence. And that's exactly what we have to do. We have a documentary that was produced uh, for British media. We have reports from the Times. We have reports from other media outlets now. Uh, they're digging up everything in the past. His relationship with Katy Perry in the past, everything about Russell Brand is now coming, coming to light. And it's a very complex matter for many reasons. Uh, because it is true that these media outlets were perfectly aware of his promiscuous behavior. He was very out there about his behavior for many years. And while these allegations allegedly happened, some of them 20 years old, some of them 15 years old, they're older allegations. Um, and not to say that older allegations are necessarily false, but the fact that they're coming to light now, and they're coming to light only in the last three years or so when Russell Brand has sort of left the traditional left-wing reservation of ideas. He's become kind of an advocate of conspiracy theories and about COVID and so forth. And so isn't it strange that it's just now that everyone is doing these investigative uh, uh, focused pieces on Russell Brand? They were well aware of his uh, promiscuous sexual behavior while they were using him in the media uh, two decades ago, two and a half decades ago. Uh, and just now these allegations are coming up. So is that suspicious? Sure. Does that mean that they're wrong? No. We all know, for example, about his out there uh, behavior uh, uh, because it was out there. I have to tell you that I have very little respect for the man, either in his current conspiracy theory incarnation or in his previous uh, flam more flamboyant Russell Brand incarnations. I just don't have a lot of respect for people who approach values the way he does, the way he approaches his mind and issues the way he does. I don't see him as a clear thinker. Uh, I see him as an emotionalist. 
when you think about when he reveals himself philosophically, he says so many dubious things. Uh, and more than that, his lifestyle itself, I think, indicates a person who didn't have a great deal of self-respect, take sex or women seriously. And that is reflected. But does that make him a rapist? No, that has to be proven. It has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Some of these women had consensual sexual relationships with him. And now that does not, again, it does not make a, as a former prosecutor, I was a prosecutor for almost 18 years. I prosecuted hundreds of rape cases. That was actually one of my specializations as a prosecutor uh, was to uh, prosecute sexual assault cases. Does a person, for example, have a right, even in a consensual uh, encounter, to say no at some point? Something's getting uncomfortable. This is getting too rough or violent for me. There's something I don't like about the way we're having sex, the way we're making love. Do you have a right at that point to say, no, stop now, and the other person has to stop now? Yes, indeed. But does that also complicate the proof problem? It does. I have taken cases to court that are like that, though, because sometimes you can prove. Now, at least one of these women did apparently at the time go get medical attention. And that physical evidence, in my view, is going to be crucial to whether or not it turns out to be a, a, a valid allegation or not. Uh, the physical evidence is very important. All other things being equal, when, when one witness says X and the other witness says no, X never happened, uh, if it's just a he said, she said, as we put it, with no corroborating evidence, and the standard of proof in the Anglo-American legal system is proof beyond a reasonable doubt. There has to be reasonable certainty of the truth of the allegation. And on the face of it, if it's just one witness versus another, if it really is just a how they look credibility contest, that can't be on the face of it proof beyond a reasonable doubt. There has to be some significant corroboration of one side or the other. So the circumstances of each of these cases. Now, some of these cases apparently happened, a couple of them at least happened in Los Angeles when he was making Hollywood movies in Hollywood. And apparently the authorities in Los Angeles have not picked up a criminal case. However, the Metropolitan Police uh, have picked up the case uh, in Great Britain. Uh, the, the Scotland Yard is reviewing this. It's not just media outlets, you know, like Channel 4 or The Times that are looking into this. But man, it's all over the headlines, too. So could it be a, uh, you know, it, it, there's no question in my mind that sometimes these things are motivated by politics. Recently in my country, a Supreme Court justice was nominated by President Trump, one with whom I disagree, one with whom I very much disagree. And recently, the abortion decision, he was on the wrong side of it. But at the time, it was clear to me that although there were multiple accusers and multiple accusations, all these accusations, and as it turned out at the end of the day, were demonstrably false. It was a total smear job for political reasons because this guy was being nominated to America's highest court. <laughs> and mm -hmm. could it be that Russell Brand is of is so popular a media figure that, and because in recent years he has left the left wing uh, orthodoxy on issues like COVID and COVID lockdowns and has been articulating all kinds of conspiracy theories. Um, have they now turned against him? Is it a hit job on him? I don't know. I need to know the physical evidence in the case where there is apparently physical evidence. I need to know the circumstantial evidence for each one of these accusations. They each need to be not argued out and determined in the media or by these strident voices on either political side, either hating him or loving him, or agreeing with him or disagreeing with him at this point. He's certainly denied the allegations. 
Um, and that, and he, like everyone else, enjoys the uh, uh, presumption of innocence. The burden of proof is on the accuser and the accusers here. And even if there are multiple accusers, uh, uh, there are cases where there have been multiple accusers. And the other thing is when they announce, hey, everyone come forward who might have, we know he had a very, very, uh, let's put it this way, a busy uh, sexual career <laughs> in the last 20 years. And so they're asking now open, you know, all women who may have had a complaint against him come forward. It does look like there's a bit of a fishing expedition to find what they can against the guy as well. But then again, if he has, there are credible accusations, wouldn't that that also be a valid question. Are there any other women out there with this? So I hate to disappoint the audience as much as I don't like Russell Crowe, uh, Russell Brand. <laughs> I like Russell Crowe, I guess <laughs> a little better. Russell Brand, although I'm not a big Russell Brand fan, I think he's an emotionalist. I think he's not very clear in his thinking. I think he goes with political wins. Uh, I don't trust him as a human being, but either in his personal life or, and he said he's reformed. He was an addict. He went through 12 step programs. Now I'm a little critical of 12 step programs, but the point is he says he's turned a new, over a new leaf. He's not that same guy who did drugs and slept with a lot of women like he was before. He's apparently been with the same woman now for, for a little while. So he says, I'm a different person. I'm a new man. Um, uh, I don't know how to judge him. Uh, uh, in on that score, I don't think he's increased in, in his credibility in my mind as a spokesperson, but my personal evaluation of him is very different than the specific uh, level of proof that's required in a criminal case, especially a criminal case with what are now very, very serious allegations. A couple of these cases indicate real rape that would land someone in prison, the one in Los Angeles and one of them in UK. Now, I understand one of them in UK, the girl was 16, but that's the age of consent in the United Kingdom, as I understand it. Uh, and so long as both parties knew that, it, again, it's a, it could be consensual, even if he was that much older than her. See, in the United States, the age of consent comes down to 16 when there is a, but there still can be a criminal issue if there's a big age gap. So if the person is 15 or 16 and there's a big age gap, we can still charge it as a crime because of that power relation dynamic. Uh, but maybe in, maybe Great Britain has a, a better system. I don't know. I don't know what the age of consent for uh, sex necessarily should be, and I'm, I'm not going to opine about that here. Uh, but it's again, it's a, a power dynamic situation is very different than an actual rape situation. Rape can never be regret. I mean. There are times we've all been young people and most of us have moments in our youth where we say, I, I wish I had maybe done that. I did something I regretted, but uh, rape is not regretting it after the fact, is it? No, rape has nothing to do <laughs> when it's merely regret. And everyone's had those regret moments. Gosh, I wish I didn't do that with that person last mm -hmm. night. <laughs> that does not count as rape, I assure you. On the other hand, there are borderline cases where even if you've had a consensual uh, uh, it started out as a consensual exchange. You can draw the line and say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. That makes me uncomfortable. And you do have a right, even in the middle of a, what had been a consensual sexual encounter, to withdraw your consent. And if the person continues to physically act out with, while you're saying, no, 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 that is rape. Now, that makes it hard to prove sometimes. Gosh, can you imagine in court trying to prove how an initial yes became a no, but when that 
sex device or when he wanted to tie me up came out, I would said, no, 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 no. Um, and those make it very difficult, but sometimes physical evidence and other circumstantial evidence does allow us to prove it. So all that being said, I think that it's going to be a complex matter. I think everyone should suspend judgment, keep their personal judgment of, uh, of Russell Brand over here, and the facts of the evidence in a criminal accusation or a series of criminal accusations over here, because those are two very separate questions. And at this point, all I can say is, again, I don't know, which I really wish a lot more pundits would say at this phase of a story. It's all over the front pages of the newspapers in the English-speaking world today. In the London you know, newsstands and the New York City newsstands are just loaded with tabloids with the headline uh, that is filled <laughs> with Russell Brand, when the fact of the matter is, all I can tell you, Alejandro, uh, is I don't know. No say. I really don't know. Well, I, I think that one of the um, crucial factors here will be, one, the timeline uh, and, and how much time has passed since. And also, um, like, definitions, the exact definitions on what can he be accused of. And I was thinking that maybe you could both clarify us a bit more about the uh, uh, statute of limitations, but also what is... Uh, the kind of definitions of the kind of crimes that could be someone like him could be accused of, like rape, battery, or assault. I don't know if there are further uh, criminal definitions which could be interesting for us to be clarified of. Yes. Um, well, first, the statute of limitations question you asked. In one way, I am sympathetic to the United Kingdom's uh, a position on this point. There is no statute of limitations in the United Kingdom on forcible rape charges. In the United States, it, it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but it can be between 10 and 20 years. So there are limits because the cases don't get better and it becomes harder and harder to defend against a case. Now, in murder cases, we don't have a statute of limitations in either country. And that makes sense because it's murder. And uh, the, the question of proof is, well, this other person's dead. He couldn't do anything about uh, complaining about it either because he's dead. It, when the victim is still alive, it's thought that, well, they probably should have come forward at a earlier point to make it fair for the other person, the accused, to defend back. But, you know, rape, I think, is a serious enough uh, charge where I, I'm sympathetic to the UK's approach for having no statute of limitations, because there are reasons why people don't report uh, sexual crimes. And uh, it could take years for that to happen. Now, like I say, the fact that this is one of these, at least one of these accusations is 20 years old, may tell us something, of, you know, why wasn't it reported? Like you say, the timing of the out of the timeline, why wasn't it reported earlier? One of them did seek medical attention, but no criminal case was opened at that time, even though there was medical evidence. The physical evidence that we, we, we can now take, and if we can get to a, uh, the victim of sexual assault early enough, we now have really good science on uh, sexual assault pattern injuries. So these nurses who are expert, these sexual assault response nurses, if you can get medical attention quickly, we can get physical evidence that can really make the difference and corroborate whether it was a forcible sex act or not. Uh, without getting into any further details there. But there are other circumstances which can show it or not. But the, and there can be reasons why a woman wouldn't report a rape 
right away. I'm not going to be believed. No one's going to believe me. Um, that can be a really, or this guy's so powerful. And celebrities and politicians can often be in that position where they think that person is so powerful that no one will believe me if I make this accusation. And since the Me Too movement, since more women have come forward with accusations against powerful men in recent years, uh, there's something to that. But which it is, at this point, I honestly cannot say. Now, the kind of charges that he might still face. You don't need to complete a rape, of course, to commit a felony crime that will put you in prison for sexual assault. There are all kinds of sexual assault coming, uh, going from sexual battery all the way to, uh, you know, completed torture, rapes, and so forth, and various I don't want to get graphic on it, the various degrees of detail that can happen. But any, any unwanted or offensive touching with a sexual or lewd intent is generally criminal at some level in some form. So if I just pin a woman up against a wall and start touching her, that's a sexual battery. If I touch her breast against her will and hold on when she's pushing me off, that's a sexual battery, a criminal act against her will. Any offensive, unwanted, coercive, forced uh, touching against the person's will with a sexual intent is a sexual crime. And most of those have prison potential uh, consequences. And when you have multiple victims, on sexual offenses, those can be run consecutively, even for a first offense person, and they can get a lot of time in prison for uh, forcible for uh, numerous forcible sex crimes. Thank you, James. I, I, I'm hoping to talk a bit more about how to take into account the uh, allegations by the same brand on how this could be a conspiracy against him. But first, I would like to uh, summon Daniel in case that there are any uh, super chats uh, at the moment. We have a super chat from Jonathan. Thank you so much. And uh, one more super sticker from Jonathan. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So, James, uh, basically, Brand has said that this could be basically a conspiracy against him for his... Uh, what he has been saying over the last years, especially regarding his non-mainstream opinions, how how do you think one should judge those kind of statements in these kind of cases? Well, I am suspicious when people run to a conspiracy theory and effects uh, in under most circumstances if someone says i am a victim of a conspiracy uh i say most circumstances <laughs> you know what's the old saying just because i'm paranoid doesn't mean people aren't out to get me <laughs> so there are have been conspiracies in the course of human history right uh but generally speaking i'm suspicious of conspiracy theories and boy are you right uh jordan peterson the Canadian psychologist, Dave Rubin, the American conservative uh, 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 podcaster. You go right down the list. So many of the people on the right on the internet are Joe Rogan. Uh, you, you're hearing all these people coming to the defense of uh, uh, Russell Brandt. It, it's really quite extraordinary how they're jumping to this defense. And it is true, as I say, when you look at case, certain cases, like the Kavanaugh case, it did look like people were doing it for that was political motives. And no matter how thin, empty, or contradictory the allegations, they were given a full hearing. Now, of course, women who make these allegations should be given a hearing. 
and we they look, should look into the, the corroborating evidence one way or another. Uh, on the other hand, when you look at some of these other cases, uh, for example, the, the, the very famous Hollywood producer uh, who uh, was accused, it was an open secret for many years. And he was a swine who did all kinds of horrible things uh, uh, to uh, actors uh, within his uh, grasp. And so some of these accusations uh, have turned out to be exactly correct. Some of these accusations have turned out to be politically motivated. I would ask everyone to suspend their judgment until we get more evidence. Do not try this in the media. Do not try this in the court of public opinion because there it's gonna be public passions and pre-existing political, you see people chiming in on both sides now with ferocious emotions. I distrust both of those. In criminal cases, when people come out at this stage with these kind of certain opinions, I distrust both of them. I say, hold, hold on, wait for the evidence. If we're asking whether he is a criminal, whether he is guilty of this crime, whether he will be convicted of this crime, we need evidence and we need it to come out in, through the official channels of a criminal investigation or a criminal trial before we can make any kind of objective assessment of this. And so I, I, I know there's a desire to want to take sides on this and everyone has their uh, uh, preset opinions on the good guys and the bad guys and these sorts of things, but please uh, suspend your judgment and separate in your mind the character, because I know most objectivists probably share my negative view of uh, Mr. Brand, uh, his uh, general approach, his political philosophy, um, uh, his personal lifestyle even. Uh, I know a lot of objectivists may not approve of him as a human being, but I would ask everyone to set aside their view of his character, even if it is a dubious character or at best a mixed bag character, <laughs> um, set your character assessment of the man, which is a, we, we, I think we have a bunch of valid evidence from which- um, Sorry, James, we lost you for about 10 seconds. I'm sorry, I'm so not just, sure which- Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, the, I, the truth is that it could be either way. Uh, and I think we just have to suspend our judgment. Um, and, uh, we can't use his character against him. I would urge us not to just convict him based on a negative character assessment of him, which may well be valid based on the evidence we have. Uh, the question of whether he actually committed these crimes, which happened in private um, with a guy years ago with a guy whose sexual reputation was sort of notorious at the time. Um, I think we really have to suspend judgment under this set of facts as to whether he's guilty of these crimes. Thank you very much, James. Daniel, do we have any further ch super chats or announcements uh, that we, we have to make? We have no more super chats, but in five minutes, we have the reality show. Uh, the title is We Are All Partisans Now, Russell Brand Allocations. We're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, tribalistic, tribalistic aspect of this case. Uh, and then at 7 p.m. UK time, we have the Fountainhead Book Club. And that's for ARC UK members only. Uh, link to become a member is in the chat. Oh, wow. See, that that's really the, they're going to continue the discussion in just a couple of minutes here. But that's really the thing that right now 
strikes me the, the hardest is that people have drawn lines, taken sides based on their tribal identifications. If you are critical of big pharma and, and the way the government handled COVID, well, Russell Brand has been critical of that himself in recent years. And so you've got basically all the internet right-wing pundits from Jordan Peterson to Dave Rubin defending him. And on the other hand, you've got uh, a bunch of people who uh, are on the other political side of things who are convicting him in the court of public opinion, as far as I can see. And that's just a matter of tribalism not objective epistemology and not the way we should approach criminal allegations of this kind of seriousness. Because if he really is a rapist, that is very serious. He belongs in prison. And But if he's not, then he's just the moral bore and, and was a depraved guy. Uh, keep those two ideas separate uh, is what I would urge people to do. Thank you very much, James. And I must second you in the sense that uh, I really miss talking to you, and it's a pleasure uh, to meet you again. Always. You know, a uh, fellow at uh, the Ayn Rand Institute, Dr. Nico Soterakopoulos, has called our conversations pure gold, and he's called them pure gold uh, on uh, official podcasts here. We should have, we should somehow try and get back together to have discussions, because I really do miss those wonderful uh, conversations we had. Thank you. I have uh, the same estimate on the essay discussions and as well as Nikos's comments. Uh, no, and Nikos's personality as well. Thank you, my brother. Thank you.